All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning to everyone. I am Hormuz Fatakia here to tell you all that you need to know today on the 9th of March. First up, a BPCL shareholder is planning to sell over 8.5 crore shares of the company according to the term sheet obtained by Bloomberg News. The floor price of 435 rupees per share is a 7% discount to Monday's closing price. The terms also mention that the seller will be locked in for a period of 60 days after the transaction. Bloomberg also reports that the Blackstone Group has shelved a plan to sell its majority stake in IT outsourcing services provider Emphasis. A person familiar with the matter told Bloomberg that the PE firm has rejected two bidders in the final round as their offers did not meet the firm's expectations. Blackstone had purchased 60.5% stake in Emphasis from HP in the year 2016 at 430 rupees per share. Shares of Emphasis ended just under 1600 rupees a share on Monday, which is nearly four times the bid price by Blackstone. Coal India has approved an investment of about 47,300 crore rupees on mining projects, according to an email statement to Bloomberg. The approvals include eight new projects as well as expansion plans for 24 existing mines. The 32 sites will have a combined peak output of 193 million tons per year, the highest ever approved during a fiscal year. The company is also investing in railway tracks and other coal transport infrastructure along the mine to ensure smoother shipments as per the statement. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs or the CBIC last evening has revised the turnover threshold for mandatory e-invoicing to 50 crore rupees for B2B transactions. Registered businesses having aggregate turnover about the specified threshold have to issue e-invoices for notified B2B transactions. E-invoicing was earlier implemented with businesses with a turnover of about 500 crore rupees and then to those with a turnover of 100 crore rupees. The new notification will come into effect on the 1st of April this year. The digital ledger system launched on Monday to scrub data in SMSs as a way to block fraudulent messages saw severe glitches with banks and fintech firms reporting transaction failures due to delays in receiving one-time passwords or OTPs. A person familiar with the matter told Bloomberg Quint that as much as 30% of the transaction volumes may have been impacted across the digital payment ecosystem. The same source further said that troubles had considerably eased by Monday evening. ETF investors continue to add money to emerging market stocks while withdrawing from bonds as they weighed prospects of stronger global growth and a pickup in US yields. US listed ETFs investing in emerging market equities received inflows of $1.6 billion last week, while bond ETFs saw outflows of $838 million. The Vanguard FTSE Emerging Markets ETF saw inflows which were the highest in two years, while the JP Morgan US US dollar emerging markets bond ETF, the largest of its kind, saw outflows which were the highest in a year. Speaking of higher yields, the Indian Railway Finance Corporation or IRFC has scrapped a planned offering of dollar bonds according to people familiar with the matter. Sources said that the company will continue to look at opportunities for such issuances in the future. IRFC, along with the National Cooperative Development Corporation, had also withdrawn their respective rupee note offerings owing to a spike in bond yields. 
The IPO of Easy Trip Planners was subscribed 2.4 times as bidding closed on the first day. The interest was mainly led by retail investors, the portion for which was subscribed over 12 times. Subscription interest from institutional and non-institutional investors remained negligible on the first day. Oil prices fell the most in a week owing to strength in the US dollar and Saudi Arabia saying that the output at the world's largest oil terminal was unaffected despite Sunday's drone attacks. A Bloomberg survey is pointing to a third straight weekly gain in US oil inventories, data for which will be released on Wednesday. With that, I head over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup of the day. Morning Neeraj, the benchmark indices yet again failed to sustain at higher levels. How are we set up for today? Well, you have to admit that Indian markets are now in a web of global sentiment. And even while the benchmarks gyrate to global moves, the only good part is that the mid-caps and small-caps seem to be holding fort, which is a show of retail and domestic activity, but which is also a heartening thing, considering the fact that even if even though the markets were lackluster yesterday and gave off the gains, the mid-caps and the small-caps held fort. I really doubt that there will be any large breakout moves in the near term. In fact, I would presume that we may have a sideways market for a better part of the next few months with bouts of extreme volatility as markets around the world will move on any hint of inflation or yields spiking or cooling off. You will keep on seeing this and Indian markets will keep on moving accordingly. The geopolitical situation is a bit fragile too and may test the patience of an average trader. Uh, But all of this might also lead to Gold starting to make a comeback. Uh, Real Vision posted a chart using the Bloomberg terminal, which showed that gold is at a very key support level. It'll be interesting to see if gold bounces back or succumbs to some selling pressure. But having said that, let's focus on individual names too. I think Hormuz has spoken about BPCL in detail, but just keep in mind that with this treasury stake sale out of the way, it is a sign that divestment is firmly on track. And logically, the government may want to distribute the money that comes in from this treasury stake sale as as a dividend. I think our JP Morgan report had quoted the number of 29 rupees per share when they first heard of this news. So I'll be watching out for BPCL for the rest of the series, to be honest. I'll also be watching out today for the insurance stocks. The private players' individual weighted premium received saw a strong rebound of 23% in the February, month of February versus 7% in January while the industry posted just a 17.8% growth and LIC just a 9.4%. So private players actually did well. Remember, the weighted received premium is a measure of the premium received on individual products, which is a sum. Actually, they calculate as a sum of the first year premium on renewal policies and 10% of the single premium policies to just kind of... So it's a measure for showing growth for insurance companies. And uh, amongst the listed players, SBI Life posted a strong rebound. ICICI approved posted a strong growth after months of decline. But HDFC Life, which has been a strong performer, slowed up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how the stock reacts, stocks react today. I'll keep an eye out on oil and gas. It seems unlikely that unless there is a massive cool-off, upstream players will not rise. Allied players like Vinati Organic should be kept on the radar as it derives a large portion of ATBS revenue from this segment. And with the E20 approval uh, given yesterday, I'll watch out for Praj and the sugar stocks as well. They might continue to be active. All in all, for the broader markets, an active day. For the benchmark indices, maybe not. Let's watch out for inflation in the yields. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning into this podcast. Have a great day. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you could listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 